Hare Krishna. First, have we got up on the board? What number? Eleven. Let's have a look. Okay. It's Lord Nichananda's appearance day. Is that why you're all here? Are you having a holiday today? No school, huh? Okay, well, there you go. Could somebody get me uh, Adi Leela volume one, please? Or it might all be in one. That's good. Thank you. some cartels please to play the Madunga hammock? Yeah. Any good? Are you good? You're okay. Chayada Dhamadava Kunjabi Hari Chayada Dhamadava Kunja be hari Kunja be hari Kopi janna valla bhagere hari Jaya Gopi Jana Bala Pagiri Bharadhari Giri Bharadhari Yasoda Nandana Prajajana Ranjana Yasoda Nandana Prajajana Ranjana 
जामुना तेरा बनचारी जामुना तेरा बनचारी जय राधा Jaya Gopi Janavala Bhagiri Varadhari Bhagiri Varadhari Jaya Gopi Janavala Bhagiri Varadhari Bhagiri Varadhari Yashoda Nandana Prachachana Ranjana Yashoda Nandana Prachachana Ranjana Jamuna Teravanachari Jamuna Teravanachari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunjabihari Madhava Kunjabihari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunjabihari Madhava Kunjabihari Jaya Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Yadadha Srivasadi Gaur Bhakta Vrinda Shri Krishna Shri Krishna Shri Krishna Shri Vasadi Gaur Bhakta Vrinda Jaya Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Radha Shri Vasadi Gobhata Vrinda Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Radha Shri Vasadi Gaurabhaktabhi Jaya Shri Krishna 
Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Sri Advaita Gadadhar Sri Vasadi Gola Bhakta Vrinda Nityananda Sri Advaita Garadha Sri Vasadi Gola Bhakta Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama Hare Hare Krishna Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare, Hare. 
Vishnupad, Paramahamsa Parivadi Kacharya Asto Tadasati Sisi Mad. His Divine Grace A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Maharaj Srila Prabhupada Ki. Jaya Vishnupad, Paramahamsa Parivadi Kacharya Asto Tadasati Sisi Mad. Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Sasvari Thako Prabhupada Ki. Ananda Koti Vaishnava Vrindaki. Namacharya Srila Haridas Thako Riki. Premse Goho Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Sri Advaita Gadad Hara Srivasari Gora Bhakta Pinnikijai Sri Sri Radha Krishna Kokopinath Shama Kunda Radha Kunda Girigavadana Ki Sri Vrindavan Dham Ki Sri Mayapura Navajweb Dham Ki Sri Purushatam Chetra Ki Sri Ganga Mai Kijai Sri Jamuna Mai Kijai Bhakti Devi Kijai Tusi Devi Maharani Kijai Hari Nam Sankitana Kijai Kvantaraj Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai Sri Nityananda Balaram Appearance Day Ki Jai Nitai Gora Premanandi All glories to the Assembly Devotees All glories to the Assembly Devotees All glories to the Assembly Devotees All glories to Sisi Guru and Gauranga All glories to Srila Prabhupada Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Reading from Srimad Bhagavatam Canto 7, The Science of God Chapter 14, Ideal Family Life Text number 11 Ashvagante Vasayibhya Kamansam Vibhajad Yatha Apyekam Dimanodaram Nrinam Svatvagraho Yatha Asvaghante Vasayibhyaha Asvaghante Vasayibhyaha Kaman Samvibhajedyata Kaman Samvibhajedyata Apyekam Atmanodaram Nrinam Svatvagrahoyataha Asvaghante Vasayibhyaha Kaman Samvibhajedyata Apyekam Atmanodaram Nrinam Svatvagrahoyataha Nrinam 
should let the adults go first. Boys later, okay? Asvagante vasaribhyaha Kaman samvibhajedhyata Apyekam apmanodharam Ninam svatvagroho yataha Asvagante vasaribhyaha Kamans from the Pajedyata Apyekam Apmanodaram Minam Svatvagraho Yataha Asvagante Vasayibhyaha Kamans from the Pajedyata Apyekam apmanodaram Minam svatvagraho yataha Apyekam apmanodaram Ladies, uh, 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 ladies. Aswagante, Kaman Sambi Bajedieta, Apye Kamano Daram, Nenam Swatvagraho Yataha. Even up to Swa, the dog, Agha, sinful animals or living entities, ante avasayibhyaha, unto the chandalas, the lowest of men, dog eaters and hog eaters, kaman, the necessities of life, samvibhajet, should divide, yata, as much as deserved, api, even, ekam, one, atmanaha, own, dharam, the wife, nrinam, of the people in general, Svatvagraha, 
the wife is accepted as being identical with oneself because of which dogs, fallen persons and untouchables including chandalas, dog eaters should all be maintained with their proper necessities which should be contributed by the householders. Even one's wife at home with whom one is most intimately attached should be offered for the reception of guests and people in general. Purport, although in modern society the dog is accepted as part of one's household paraphernalia, in the Vedic system of household life, the dog is untouchable as mentioned here. Oh, sorry. Mm -mm. I'll re read that again. Although in modern society the dog is accepted as part of one's household paraphernalia, in the Vedic system of household life, the dog is untouchable. As mentioned here, a dog may be maintained with proper food, but it cannot be allowed to enter one's house. What to speak of the bedroom? <laughs> you know, I saw an article, or I saw the heading of an article and somewhere yesterday, and it was about, it might have been the New York Times, and it was about how you can sleep with your dog. <laughs> So, we're living in a topsy-turvy world. Outcasts or untouchable chandalas should also be provided with the necessities for life. The word used in this connection is yata, which means as much as deserved. The outcasts should not be given money with which to indulge in more than they need, for otherwise they will misuse it. At the present moment, for example, low-class men are generally paid quite amply, but instead of using their money to cultivate knowledge and advance in life, such low-class men use their extra money for wine drinking and similar sinful activities. As mentioned, in Bhagavad Gita, chapter 4, text 13, Chatur Vanyam Maya Shrishtam Guna Karma Vibhaga Saha. There must be four divisions of human society according to the work and qualities of men. Men with the lowest qualities cannot do any work that requires higher intelligence. However, Although such a division of men must exist according to their quality and work, it is, it is suggested herewith that everyone must have the necessities of life. The communists of the present day are in favour of supplying the necessities of life to everyone, but they consider only the human beings and not the lower animals. The Bhagavatam's principles are so broad, however, that it recommends that the necessities of life be supplied to everyone, man or animal, regardless of good or bad qualities. 
The idea of giving even one's wife to the service of the public is that one's intimate relationship with his wife or one's excessive attachment for his wife by which one thinks his wife to be his better half or to be identical with himself must gradually be given up. As formerly suggested, the idea of ownership, even of one's own family, must be abandoned. The dream of material life is the cause of bondage in the cycle of birth and death, and therefore one should give up, give up this dream. Consequently, in the human form of life, one's attachment for his wife should be given up, as suggested herein. Jnana Timirandasya Gnanjana Salakaya Chakshurun Militam Jaina Tasmaye Sri Gurave Namaha Sri Chaitanya Mano Bishtam Stapitam Jaina Bhutale Svayam Rupakadamayam Dadati Svapadantikam Mukam Karoti Vachalam Pangum Langayate Girim Yat Kripa Tamaham Bande Sri Gurum Dinatavinam Prabhupada would often quote um, Tanakya Pandit Atmavat Sarva Bhuteshu, which means we should see others as we see ourselves. Or, or what's the Christian? What's the Christian? Um, Do unto others as you would do unto yourself. Right? Which is symptomatic of a of a devotee also. So here it's mentioned in particular we've got Swa, what's swa mentioned here in the verse? What's swa? Dog, yeah, dog. And even agha. Agha means what? Right, we have agha sura. Right? Agha means sinful. Animals or living entities. And even the chandalas. And here it's described as dog eaters and hog eaters. We probably don't meet many dog eaters, right? In fact, in this in modern society people, as Prabhupada says here, they worship their dogs. Right? 
I always think it's humorous, you know, somebody's walking their dog and then the dog passes stool and the master has to pick up the stool of the dog, right? And the dog walks off wagging his tail, he thinks, this is great. Uh, <laughs> I'm being waited on, hand and foot. So that may be taking it a little bit too far, right? But here, there's still allowances given for even the dogs, right? And even simple persons should be maintained. Now, th th this assumes, I, I, from reading this, we, we, would we can assume here that this family life is uh, for those who are quite well off, right? And who are in a position to maintain and support others. Just like I, I was talking to a, fr a friend of mine who lives in Gaborone. Do you know where Gaborone is? Hands up if you think you know where Gaborone is. Mm. Okay. Botswana. That's where Sarupa Shakti comes from. Botswana. Right? And uh, we were talking about his situation. And um, in, in his household, he has three servants or three helpers, right? Just like, uh, how many of you here in, have got servants? Please raise your hands. <laughs> okay, everybody's laughing. Okay, what about at home? Your family at home in India, how many of you got servants? Raise your hands. Most everybody. Yeah. yeah. When I go and visit my friends in India, they all, and they all have servants. Right? Certainly some household help. The, the, those who are better off have cooks. And those who are quite well off have two cooks. Right? And families that have been associated with their family for sometimes generations. Right? And so even though they're, they're servants, they're still looked after. Get the idea? So we can imagine here, this is the kind of setting that's being described. Living in Australia, you're your own servant, <laughs> right? Or sometimes, you know, the, the, the uh, 
the wife is the servant. Right? The children and the husband all think that mum is the order supplier. Huh? Is that true? Does that, does that happen? Everybody's silent. Yeah. But interesting here, Prabhupada says, we have to give that up, that notion, that idea. That the wife is the servant. Right? One should treat the wife with respect and honour her. And, and here it says, not think of the wife as one's possession or the children as one's possession. But in, in one sense, you know, this, this mood is one of service. And of course, you know, there is, a, there is an appropriate, uh, what should we call it, demarcation of responsibilities in the household very often and and of course in in a traditional in a patriarchal society then the husband is the earner and the wife is the uh, nurturer at home especially looking after the children so this is a natural um, division of responsibility in terms of maintaining a family environment course it, it can it, it can be easily exploited though because you know we have a situation where well, in my visiting I've been visiting a different bhakti vriksha every week right? and what I've noticed what I've discovered in the bhakti vriksha uh, is that in each of the groups that I've visited, there's only one single income family out of at least, you know, a dozen to 15 families in each group. Right? So what does that mean? What do you think that means? What's the purport of a double income family? It's not, it's not very hard to work out. What do you think it means? Huh? Earn more money. Maybe. Yeah, that's the that's perhaps the the uh, purpose. <laughs> That's the reason why. But what else? What does it mean? If both husband and wife are working in a job, what does that mean? Huh? Have a better lifestyle. Okay, ladies, tell me. What does it mean? More what? More material needs? That's right. It very often means the women are working twice as hard. 
all the women are nodding and the men are no, very often that's what it means realistically it means first of all it means that everybody's working hard right that's incredible when you think about it it means those devotees are working 38 hours a week mostly and we expect them to chant 16 rounds every day plus they have to study Prabhupada's books so that means those families are working incredibly hard aren't they yeah everybody's nodding we're working hard I'm surprised that you're here although I, I, there's another article I read yesterday about people who are working two jobs and they ensure they make sure that they get work from home jobs they never get work in the office jobs right and so that way they're actually able to do two jobs if they're very efficient they can do two jobs and earn a double income for themselves right? but of course that means you know working like an ass right <laughs> just working very very hard like a donkey and no time for for spiritual life practically speaking but it really is it's you know we should offer our respects and obeisances to the householder devotees who both husband and wife are working and they're chanting their rounds they're studying Prabhupada's books they're maintaining their family their children and their social status those devotees are working very very hard and especially we know the wives are working a lot and probably possibly more than the husbands well yeah so food for thought food for thought we should be we should uh, value the contributions of everyone including the dogs although most of any, anybody here got a dog had a dog <laughs> but generally speaking uh, devotees are not so but if you but if you were a householder and you know traditionally uh, most most people in India traditionally would have lived in a rural setting and so dogs part of the part of the whole equation and a dog is meant to protect right one characteristic of a dog is they're very very loyal and faithful right and and you know there are some dogs they're so good working animals they 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 can be sold for ten or fifteen thousand dollars more huh? valuable 
Um, you, a well-trained mustering dog can do the work of five humans rounding up sheep and cattle and the like. Uh, actually, I had a dog, dog called Bluey. And, uh, you know, some of these dogs just have the natural instinct in herding and shepherding. So Bluey used to sit outside the shop next door to where we lived. And when the kids would come home from school, they'd go and buy something. And then when they come out, Bluey would capture them. She wouldn't, she wouldn't do anything to them, but she'd just keep them cornered. And the shopkeeper used to have to ri ring us up and say to a gentry, can you come and get Bluey? <laughs> She's got the kids cornered. <laughs> yeah, so dog has a place. It, do, it can have, a, you know, not... We may not appreciate or look after dogs. Because they're, they're unnecessary for a, for a Brahminical style of life. But still here, the Bhagavatam says we should look after the dogs. Why? Because they have their place. Every living entity has their place and their opportunity to render service to Krishna. And so in that context, they should be looked after. And so, and, and especially here, the wife is mentioned as the responsibility of the householder to uh, honour and respect and protect. Huh? And this, the notion of proprietorship should be given up. In other words, a devotee understands what is his quota and how to use that quota in Krishna's service. Everything has been provided. What is it? Isavasyamidam sarvam yatkincha jagatam jagat. Everything is provided by Krishna. And so a devotee is able to see how everything is to be used in Krishna's service. And that the real proprietor is Krishna. What is it? Idam Krishnaya Idam Namama. Right, this is the mantra that we chant after we're off, when we offer oblations into the fire. Swaha. Idam Krishnaya Idam Namama. This is the right meditation. So, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Although such a division of men must exist according to their quality and work, right? What is that referring to? A division of men must exist according to their qualities and work. What's that referring to? Vanashram. Vana and Ashram, four basic working qualities or propensities and four ashrams. And what are the, what's the ashram that's being referred to here? 
Grihasta. Yeah, that's why this chapter is called Ideal Family Life. So, even though there's divisions, everybody should be looked after. Right? Really important. Everybody should be looked after. No exploitation. But proper engagement. Right? Proper engagement. And that's not exploitation. That opportunity to exercise one's natural propensities is a pleasure for the living entity. But you see it with the bullocks. The bullocks generally don't like to work. Or put it this way, a bit like children, you know, come on, get going. Get up. Do something. Oh, leave me alone. Right? I didn't ask to be born. <laughs> it's all your fault. But what I've noticed is when the bullocks start working and they have to do some strenuous work, after they've put their effort into doing something, they're very happy. They're very satisfied. And they're peaceful. We have natural inclinations to work. And, and Prabhupada quotes the verse, Chaturvanya Maya Shristam, Guna Kama Vibhaga Saha. Right? So according to our guna, the quality, the modes of material nature that we're influenced by, and our karma, uh, the work ascribed to each one of those qualities, when we're engaged in that way, then we're happy. And especially if we're engaged in that way, uh, uh, as a servant of Krishna. That's what really makes us happy because that's our natural position. Prabhupada gives the example, like a fish out of water. A fish out of water is just, so, is just, is just unnaturally situated, will die, will suffocate. Right? We'll suffocate if we're put in water. But a fish suffocates when it's out of water. So when we're engaged in Krishna's service, then we'll naturally be happy. And this is something that the, a, a devotee understands. So... Let's put away the Bhagavatam. Let's have a look at Lord Nichananda, shall we? Does anybody have any comments or questions about this verse from the Bhagavatam? Can we give um, the microphone? Please, just hang on a second. Yep. Hare Bull. Hare um, Krishna. I wanted to ask about the definition of um, 
the untouchables. Yes. So would that include all meat eaters or is it just dog eaters and hog eaters? <laughs> all. All. Yeah. Okay. So, so then why is like one type always the thing that's specified? In every verse it's always dog eaters and hog eaters, at least oh, in I the translations. I wouldn't say every verse. Um, uh, but it's a, it's a reference to... A specific class of, or a, a specific group, I guess you could say, that in Vedic times, this is my understanding, um, people wouldn't eat cow. They wouldn't. They just wouldn't touch cows. Mm -hmm. In fact, the the Chatriya king would punish you if you did. Right. Whereas there were some allowances made for eating dogs and pigs and other uh, animals. So, and so like that a deer eater would still be an untouchable, like eating any f other form of animal. Sorry, I missed that. Like eating any other form of animal, that would all be in the untouchable class. I would think so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And these are just examples. Mm. I guess dogs and hogs fairly readily available uh, mm -hmm. so you could easily eat them if if that was your inclination but you know keep in mind the 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 social norms of vedic culture as we as it's described um, this would be an oddity right or this wouldn't be considered the norm it's considered low class. I just never understand the differentiation made between people who would eat a cow versus people who would eat other animals. Just because I understand the idea of Gomata and her providing the milk for you. But is it not a, a sort of worse mindset to have to have more compassion for animals that are useful for you? or do s provide something for you and therefore I can offer more compassion to them and therefore eating them is worse objectively than eating an another animal that is perhaps less useful. I think eating any animal is considered um, uh, what's the word? Kripana not merciful. You know, killing any animal is uh, very selfish and inconsiderate. Yet, there is a differentiation and so, but in this, but you know, in the Kali, in this day and age, there's no differentiation, right? There's, there's, you can eat a a cow, a hog, or a... Well, actually, the thought of eating dogs is abhorrent to modern society, right? Although there are societies where eating dogs and cats is okay. Hare Krishna. So...
uh, it's something you just have to get used to, right? Mm -hmm. I, I guess 40 years ago, I used to think, mm, dogs and dogs, what's that all about? Now I don't worry about it. <laughs> it's just, it's considered low class. And it, it, at least in a Vedic con construct, killing cows was just unthinkable. Huh? Unthinkable. So, that doesn't solve your doesn't I guess solve it was your like a question. Social norm more yeah. than anything. We, we, the Bhagavatam is describing a culture very often that's very different to what we're experiencing. Yeah. Is that like an ideal culture or is it just a different one? Um, well, it's interesting because the Bhagavatam's main focus is on bhakti, devotional service. But it covers a lot of topics, a lot of topics. And not all topics are related to bhakti, although they're supportive of it. They're not all immediately describing pure devotional service. Right? So very interesting here, we have a, a setting where it's said that we should look after the low class and the whatever, right? And so, <clears throat> in relationship to bhakti, that's not entirely required. Yet, in a culture where bhakti is the underlying, found, you know, it's the foundation, supporting all living entities and being tolerant and um, compassionate to others um, is encouraged. And so that's part of that mood, right? So does the Bhagavatam present ideal culture? Yes, that's, that's what's being presented here, ideal family life, right? Anybody else, comments, or any, anybody like to comment on um, this question? Maduka. The chandala is the is the lowest amongst them, and you use the word um, low caste. Bhagavatam also mentioned not just a low caste; they're outcast even as well. So this is how we can think why the word chandala is being used. Of the four thousand species, different kinds of a species, human species. Sorry, chandala is the the lowest one. Yeah. Some of the humans are not actually humans at all. That's why they call Dvipada Pashu, two-legged animals. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's something to think deeply about. Uh, Vedic culture never makes a discri discrimination based on, uh, you know, your. Every everybody is equally seen in their spiritual nature, but by their habits and by their temperaments. Um, there are categorizations. So the chandalas or animal eaters, uh, their compassion, uh, you know, it's not that based on their choice of food. 
you know, you put them in different buckets. This one is to be respected and this one is to be discarded or this is untouchable. Uh, the point here, we have our regulative principle, no meat eating. The culture of compassion is uncompromisable. But the reality of human society is there will always be people who would want to drink wine, who would want to have, you know, illicit relationships and eat meat and all sinful pro proclivities. So the Vedic culture therefore accommodates them and does not reject them. If you wish to engage with your natural sinful propensities, if you engage them in certain way, then gradually even that can uh, be overcome. The Bhagavatam actually, uh, very famous verse, Kirata Hunandra Pulinda Pulkasha, Abhira Shumbha Yavana Khasadaya, Ye Anya Chapapa Yadupashraya Ashraya, Shuddhyanti Tasmai, Shukdev Goswami says this is the power of the devotees of the Lord that even the most sinful type of sinful breed of men can become completely purified including the chandalas, dog eaters mm. if they associate with devotees. Mm. So that's the point here yeah. that <coughs> we, we work with our natural propensities but when we uh, associate with those who have higher consciousness we can overcome our natural sinful propensities. Hare Krishna. Very good. Thank you. Yeah. And, and yet there's discrimination. There are classifications. And uh, that's what we're seeing. Okay. Today is the appearance day of Lord Nityananda. Let's read a little bit from the and uh, let's continue on in this mood of serving the devotees. Vande Nanta Dabutaishvaryam Sri Nityanandam Ishvaram Yasyechaya Tatsvarupam Agenapi Nirupyate. Let me offer my obeisances to Lord Sri Nityananda, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, whose opulence is wonderful and unlimited. By his will, even a fool can understand his identity. Hands up anybody who's a fool here? Okay. All right, you may fit this qualification. And by Lord Nityananda's mercy, you can understand him. Jaya Jaya Sri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gora Bhakta Brinda All glories to Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu All glories to Lord Nityananda all glories to Advaita Acharya and all glories to all the devotees of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. I have described the glory of Sri Chaitanya in six verses. We're now at chapter five of the Adi Leela, right? So the first four chapters of the Adi Leela are an exposition or an explication of 
the first six verses of the Chaitanya Charitamrita. Or actually, they're not the first six verses, but the the first six verses that describe Lord Chaitanya. The Supreme Personality of Godhead, Sri Krishna, is the fountainhead of all incarnations. Lord Balaram is his second body. These two are one and the same identity. They differ only in form. Lord Balaram is the first bodily expansion of Krishna and he assists in Lord Krishna's transcendental pastimes. That original Lord Krishna appeared in Navadvipa as Lord Chaitanya and Balaram appeared with him as Lord Nityananda. May Sri Nityananda Ram be the object of my constant remembrance. What's the relationship between Krishna Das Kaviraj and Lord Nityananda? Does anybody put your hands up if you know? If you think you know? Um, what's the relationship? Loudly? Yes, yes. Nityananda, Lord Nityananda is the initiating guru of Krishnadas Kaviraj. Interesting, huh? So, he's praying as any disciple would. May my guru be the object of my constant remembrance. Sankashan, Seshanaga and the Vishnus who lie on the Karana Ocean, Gaba Ocean and Ocean of Milk are his plenary portions and the portions of his plenary portions. So what does that mean? Who knows what that means? Rasanandini. Uh, yes. Yep. Sankashan, Seishanaga, and uh, Karana Dakasai Vishnu, Gaba Dakasai Vishnu, and Jira Dakashai Vishnu, that's the super soul. Uh, the form of the Lord from which the lotus sprouts, from whom Lord Brahma comes, that's Gaba Dakashai Vishnu, and Karana Dakashai Vishnu, that's Mahavishnu. So Mahavishnu is the form of the Lord who lies down in the Karana Jal, the causal ocean, right? which is situated in a cloud right, that covers the spiritual realm. And what's in the cloud? What's always in clouds? 
What's in clouds? Water. Yeah. So the the Karanajal, the causal ocean, is the water in which Karanadakasai Vishnu resides. On who? Who does he who's he resting on? Yeah, well here, Seshanaga. So Lord Nityananda is the source of all of these incarnations because he's non-different from who? Lord Balaram. Yes. He's also known as the Adi Guru. He's our guru. So he's Krishnadas Kaviraja's guru, but he's also our guru as well. Huh? Siksha Guru, not Diksha Guru. But for Krishnadas Kaviraj, both. Siksha and Diksha Guru. Lord Balaram is the original Sankashan. He assumes five other forms to serve Lord Krishna. He himself helps in the pastimes of Lord Krishna and he does the work of creation in four other forms. He executes the orders of Lord Krishna in the work of creation and in the form of Lord Sesha he serves Krishna in various ways. In all the forms he tastes the transcendental bliss of serving Krishna. That same Balaram is Lord Nityananda, the companion of Lord Gaurasundara. I've explained the seventh verse in four subsequent verses. By these verses all the world can know the truth about Lord Nityananda. Guess we've got to have that door closed, uh, open. Mm. This is a statement in relationship. This is a statement in relationship to Krishna. Although his pastimes, this is text 29, are his only characteristic functions, by his causeless mercy, he performs one activity for the fallen souls. He delivers the fallen living entities by offering them the four kinds of liberation. Salokya, Samipya, Sashti, and Swarupa. Sorry, Sarupya.
Okay. So I'm going to uh, share with you something that I've been thinking about. I'd like to hear your thoughts. Lord Balaram is always serving Krishna. And he does so through these various expansions. He gives the living entities an opportunity to regain their eternal position as a servant of Krishna in the Vaikuntha realm, as is mentioned in this verse that I just quoted, text 29. But in the, in the color, and that's, these are, these um, liberation, this, these four kinds of liberation, Salokya, Samipya, Sarshti, and Sarupya, are actually um, not attractive to the devotees. Because by the performance of devotional service, one can be elevated beyond these positions of liberated, liberation and be elevated into a role or a relationship directly with Krishna. And so these liberations are not attractive to the, the bhaktas, the, the devotees, especially the devotees of Lord Chaitanya. And uh, it's interesting to note that Advaita Acharya and Lord Nityananda, they're both Vishnu Tattva. In other words, they themselves are expansions of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Advaita Acharya is the incarnation of Mahavishnu, ultimately, and Lord Nichananda is his source, originally Lord Balaram. Yet, Lord Nichananda and Advaita Acharya are dedicated to the service of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And what was their service? What did Advaita Acharya and Lord Nityananda do in the service of Lord Chaitanya? Does anybody know? What did they do? What did Lord Chaitanya instruct them to do? Yes. In what way? Huh? Chant the holy names. They were preaching. And how did they preach? Yeah, what else? Harinam, we know Harinam. Yes, what else? They would go door to door, house to house, asking people to chant Hare Krishna. Huh? Now, 
it was the custom of the devotees at the time, every year the residents of Kulinagram, in other words the residents of Navadweep, would embark on a journey to where? Where would they go? Jagannath Puri. Yeah, every year. Because Lord Chaitanya, when he'd taken sannyas, he had, on the request of his mother, gone to Jagannath Puri. Right, so at least it was the, it was the tradition, it was the um, the custom of the time for the residents of Bengal and Odisha also to go to Jagannath Puri to see Lord Jagannath on his Rathayatra. This was the this is the tradition. Even like we see here, sometimes the devotees like to go on a yatra and they'll go to Jagannath Puri, right? It's, it's, I think it's kind of every Hindu has to go to Jagannath Puri for Rathayatra once in their life, right? If you, if you don't, then you've misused the human form of life. <laughs> now, so every year the devotees would go and of course they would gain, then get the opportunity to associate with Lord Chaitanya. They'd see Lord Jagannath but they'd also get to be with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and relish, what would they relish in the association of Lord Chaitanya? What would they relish? <coughs> Kirtan, yeah. Chanting, dancing, philosophy, then prashadam. <laughs> right? Philosophy first, then prashadam. Yeah. And of course, this is our standard program when you think about it. Kirtan, philosophy, prashadam. So, one year, Lord Chaitanya took Lord Nityananda and Advaita Acharya aside. And what did he tell them? He revealed his innermost heart, his feelings, his mood. And what did he tell them? Does anybody know? Yes, he did. But more than that, what did he tell specifically Lord Nichananda and Advaita Acharya? What did he tell them? Yes, he said, it's my desire that next year you don't come to Jagannath Puri to see me, but that you stay in Bengal and preach. What do you think about that? What does that tell us? What was Lord Chaitanya's most important consideration? Preaching, yes. And what does that mean? The benefit of the masses. 
What's that? The benefit of the masses. The benefit of the? Of the general people. Of the people, yes. Lord Chaitanya was more concerned about it. Because did Lord Chaitanya like Lord Nichananda at Vaita Acharya? Did he like their association? Of course he liked their association. Did Lord Chaitanya like to have Kirtan in the association of his friends and associates? Of course he did. You know, I... I, I, uh, I um, Tidja Rupa tells me there's a... There's a are any of you people on Facebook? Okay, there's a few, a few people on Facebook. You know, there's always a, a meme or two going on about how bad Iskon is, right? With some people, right? And uh, one of them is uh, at the moment. You know, these kirtan mailers are just sense gratification and self-promotion, right? Self-promotion. People just show off how much of a devotee they are when they're chanting Hare Krishna. Huh? But if you think about it, there, there is precedent for kirtan where it's just the devotees. Right? Kirtan, just for the devotees. The nocturnal kirtans that Lord Chaitanya performed in Nabadweep with his devotees were specifically without non-devotees. And Lord Chaitanya was upset when there was that brahmachari, the brahmachari who only ate fruit and milk, right? Right? And he hid in the clothes basket. must have been a big clothes basket, right? Or he was a little Bengali, <laughs> or both. <laughs> but he hid in the clothes basket. But Lord Chaitanya was so sensitive to the mood and the atmosphere of the kirtan that he sensed there's a non-devotee here. and then kicked him out <laughs> when they discovered he was hiding in the clothes basket they kicked him out huh? but he was so broken hearted and, and you know there was an exchange and eventually he was allowed in because he's a, obviously a devotee but interesting there is a precedent you know I, I was at the, at the Govardhan retreat last year um, I was talking to a devotee. Her name is Prabhupada Priya. And she was a student of mine in the spiritual leadership course that we taught online last year. And um, it's the first time I uh, got to meet her in person. But she was telling me how she was uncomfortable with the sit-down kirtan. Right? sit down kirtan 
And I, I, I could sympathise with her because, you know, if we sat down with a harmonium and dunga and cartels and just had kirtan, the temple president would come along and say, haven't you guys got any service? What are you doing? Right? And, and for us, kirtan was... We, we were comfortable with going out with Korma Prabhu on the street Friday night or Saturday night or even... When I, when I joined the, the temple, um, we were going out on Harinam every day in a build-up to um, Korma being arrested and put in jail. <laughs> and I couldn't wait. You know, when I arrived in Melbourne, Balaram and Bhagavata Sraya were every day giving Korma a pep talk about why he should go to jail. <laughs> and I was thinking, what's wrong with these Hare Krishnas, you know? <laughs> we're supposed to go out and chant and the whole idea is to put Korma in jail. <laughs> what's, what's going on here? <clears throat> anyway, as it turned out, it was a brilliant stroke of genius because we got so much publicity, right? And, and um, uh, that night, the Hare Krishna, we were, we were, uh, the Hare Nam party was on television and Korma being arrested and put in a paddy wagon, then taken to Pentridge. Uh, we, we got so much sympathy from the broader public as a result of that. But um, the mood was, we go out on, we chant Hare Krishna for the benefit of others, right? Which was also Lord Chaitanya's mood, right? He would perform the nocturnal kirtan for the internal purification of the devotees and for the relish and the, uh, the um, enjoyment of chanting Hare Krishna. So there's, that culture is there, actually. It's not antithetical to what we do. But <clears throat> it's a bit... It's, it's a little different to the culture that we were brought up in, many of us in ISKCON, where chanting of Hare Krishna was always Harinam Sankirtan. And the idea was Harinam Sankirtan for the benefit of all others. Right? Prabhav? That's what we do, right? But there's nothing wrong with coming together as we do and we'll, we'll do it in a minute. We'll chant Hare Krishna and it'll be for the glorification of Krishna and for our enjoyment. Right? Who doesn't enjoy chanting Hare Krishna? Who's not going to admit it? <laughs> I, was, I, I, I met a devotee and uh, we were talking about meditating on Krishna. And you know, one of the easiest ways to meditate on Krishna is in the taste of water. Right? And there's nothing so sweet as drinking pure water. Have you tried that? 
I used to go, my grandma, most of the houses in South Australia have rainwater tanks because the bore water is so horrible you can hardly drink it. Right? And most of the houses that I lived in in country South Australia, at the kitchen sink you had two taps. You had the bore water or the, you know, the town water which you use for washing and all that kind of thing. But for drinking and cooking, you used the rainwater tap. And the rainwater was precious. And whenever I visit my grandma, the first place I would go to was out the back, and grandma had a jug and a cup, and you could drink the... And it was so sweet. I just... It was the first thing I'd do. Head straight to the jug and drink. But anyway, it was wonderful. He, we were talking about meditation and he said, I don't like water. <laughs> what? It's crazy. Who doesn't like water? So who doesn't like chanting Hare Krishna? We all do. So Lord Chaitanya instructed Lord Nityananda and Advaita Acharya not to go to Jagannath Puri the next year because his concern was for the elevation of others, for the benefit of others. And that's what Lord Nichananda, Lord Nichananda and Advaita Acharya, they're the Supreme Personality of Godhead, yet they chose to serve. And as is mentioned here in the, in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, that relish or that taste of service without, without personal consideration, but you know, it, it, it may be valid, and it is valid, that if we're performing our devotional service just for self-promotion, right? Well, still got two minutes. <laughs> Relax, okay? Bhaktiman is a very punctual... He's the epitome of head pajari, right? Likes to make sure that everything's on time. Even when he's got a team of pajaris who are not. Uh, it's a great test. A test. A test of... Tolerance for the head Pajari. And and I can tell you he's more tolerant than a Chincharupa. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we may perform our devotional service with a bit of pride. And that's not really desirable. Huh? It, it, we, we may be criticized for showing off in the Kirtan. And we, should not, we shouldn't do it, we should, our mood should always be, as is epitomised by Lord Nichananda and Advaita Acharya and Lord Chaitanya, should be for the benefit of others. Right? This is the Gopi Bhava that the Shad Goswamis were absorbed in. The mood of the Gopis was to and following in Radharani's footsteps, this is Radharani's mood, 
is to bring others closer to Krishna. But even we see that in the Sikshastika and Lord Chaitanya prays, even if you make me broken hearted, this is Radharani's mood, even if you make me broken hearted by ignoring me and showing your attention to others, I'm still your servant. Right? So interesting, Lord Chaitanya instructed Advaita Acharya and Lord Nityananda to stay in Bengal and preach out of concern and compassion for the fallen souls. Huh? So there's one feature that uh, I was meditating on and, and um, nowhere near but uh, a nice meditation on Lord Nichananda's appearance day of just how surrendered and how much was sacrificed by Nichananda Prabhu and Advaita Acharya in that their mood was always to render service to Lord Chaitanya and in that mood of service to Lord Chaitanya they were there prepared to give up their own personal um, enjoyment if you like or benefit by having and even Lord Chaitanya was prepared to sacrifice the benefit of having their association by encouraging them to preach and going door to door you know this is we, and we saw what happened you know what happened when they met Jagai and Madai. They were personally attacked. Right? So the example of sacrifice and dedication that's exemplified by Lord Nichananda is uh, something we can meditate on um, on his appearance day and pray for that that mood that mood of sacrifice and service, basically, which is a key feature of Lord Balaram and a key feature of Advaita Acharya. Hare Krishna. Okay. Nityananda Balarama Prabhu Ki Sri Sri Gornitai Ki Sela Prabhupada Kija Hare Krishna